Hello there, and welcome to the Ramen Bowl Podcast. I'm your host, Riley Casper, and today's topic is an anime called Marioko-chan. So I want to get started on this really quickly because this was actually a really good anime. I very much enjoyed it. I finished it as of recording this uh, the same day. And honestly, there's a lot of pros and not a whole lot of cons, and I feel it was a really good anime. So let's jump right in and start with the pros. Now, the main thing, uh, again, spoiler warning because this is going to be from episode 1 to 12. It's it's just going to spoil a lot, and there's a lot of good twists. So I highly recommend you watch it and then come back and listen to this if you're interested. So now that that's out of the way, out of the way we're going to talk about the main thing. This show is all about a girl who can see ghosts and demons and angels and gods and it's really cool it dives into that whole like supernatural side of it and i think it works really well because the ghosts and their designs are terrifying they're awesome the first ghost you see is incredible i mean the amount of detail that is in each ghost to make them look unique is awesome i mean they have so many different ones like there's one on the subway that like uses an axe to cut through people and pull out other ghosts that it eats there's like criminal ones where they have like bags over their head and they'll like walk towards you they all look really cool like the teacher's mom who turned in like this big spider dragon it's really cool they all have incredible designs and i just wanted to point that out as like the top pro because that is the best part of the whole show is just seeing the ghosts because they're prominent in every episode, obviously, and they just look and feel so good, and you just see so many, and it's awesome to see how they were able to make them so unique and show uh, as many as they do. It is really cool how well they did it. But that's enough on just the ghosts. Now we're going to get into the characters, and we're jumping fast, because the characters are also some of the best parts. So we're going to talk about the main character, and I'm just going to use her um, abbreviated name in this. Uh, Miko-chan, as Hana calls her. Uh, Miko-chan is the main character of the show. She can see the ghosts. It's all about her life and how she sees them. She is an awesome character. She is really cool, and it really does show her, like, the mental side of all of it. How if you just kind of, like, were able to see all these demons and they how they are in the show, how they're like, can you see me? And if they do see you, they run towards you to try and possess you. It's really cool, really creepy. And she's constantly, like, having to deal with this. And a lot of phenomenons like towards the end of the show where she sees what looks to be like a normal boy, waves to it, and it turns out to be a demon and starts coming after. It's really cool and it you see a lot of like the mental like side of it where how it takes a toll on you. Like there's a lot of scenes of her just like trying not to like ball out her eyes because she's just in pure terror. Like when they went into the um Ah, was it like the underpass, I think it was. And she just like you, a lot of the show is just her trying to keep her emotions in check and not to make it look like the ghosts, um, like she can see them. So it's it's really cool to see the mental side of it and like how she builds up her um, kind of like an immunity. Like she doesn't get terrified by them anymore. Like towards the end of the show, she's like, I finally learned to ignore them and I don't really get scared by them anymore. Which when I was first watching the first couple episodes, I'm like, you would think she would probably get used to this after a while, having to see them like every day is so prominent. So they, I'm glad they do bring that up, but it takes a little bit. Um, Julia Chan, she is the, the next character. Now she isn't introduced till about the middle of the show. And she's also another psychic girl who can see the ghosts. Um, she's pretty cool. You meet her after you meet the godmother who 
kind of gives us info on how strong um, their powers are because there are auras uh, with like their psychic abilities. Like Hana has good aura and is able to attract and repel ghosts like the demons and all that and power up uh, the gods and angels. But Miko, while she doesn't have bad energy, she has the ability just to see them and it's very strong. Yulia can't see the big ones like the the teacher's mother's demon. She couldn't see that one. She can only see the tiny ones, which is um, you don't really learn that till way later on after you already meet her. And it explains so much because they meet a lot of them. And there's a lot of funny scenes where her like, what do you mean? I don't see anything. It's really cool. Um, and she's a really cool character. At the beginning of the show, she's really weird and annoying because she's like, like simping hard for the godmother. She's like, oh, she's going to teach me. She's going to be an apprentice. And then when the godmother leaves because she's like, I don't want to do this anymore. It's just she kind of goes off the deep end for a little bit and goes a little crazy trying to expose Miko because uh, Miko didn't want to talk about it. She's like, no, I don't. I know you can. And I don't I just don't want to bring it up. I don't like talking about my powers. But she just. It's weird. She just keeps pushing her and pushing her to do it. But towards the end of the show, she really does get a to be a good character. Her character development is very good, and you get to see how she interacts with Hana, who can't see the ghosts and doesn't know about her aura or any of that, and how her and Miko are kind of fighting about that. It's really cool, and she's really funny towards the end of the show. Now, the angels and gods of the shrine. These are are awesome these aren't towards the end these are towards the end of the show it really doesn't get good till the end of the show but these really like they they ramp it up it's great so when miko and hana decide to go to this this old abandoned shrine almost for it has like fox statues um there's this big demon that kind of latched itself onto hana and when they go there these this big what the god of the shrine as it is in japan and two fox angels, they fight it. And I gotta say, the fight scenes in this show—you wouldn't expect it to be have much shonen, but it has a lot of good fight scenes. The very—they're very little, they're, and they're not very long, but they are awesome. So you see this really big demon and this god and two angels fighting it out, and only Miko can see it. And they have a really cool scene where Hana takes a selfie with them, like with her and Miko. And while Hana can't see it, Miko can see the angels and demons fighting in the background. It's a really cool shot and comes back up at the end of the show uh, with the godmother, and it just makes it really cool. It's a great scene, and the angels give her three, kind of like three strikes. She'll save them. Um, the angels will save her from demons three times, and after that, they're done. They're, they're going to leave her alone. Um, and they do come up at the last episode where they get angry at her in a dream and kind of start following her. I don't know if there's going to be a season two, but if so, I think it's definitely going to involve the angels and gods a bit more. But the god is really cool, and it looks a lot like the creatures from Stranger Things. And it's really cool, and the design is also like the demons, but it's an it's a god. So it's really cool and creepy. While it really shouldn't be, it, it works. It's, it's really cool. Um... If you haven't watched the show, uh, I would recommend at least looking it up or watching the final episode so you could see it, because the design of them are, are just awesome. And the fights between the two angels that come to save Miko are awesome. Like, the, they're, they're short little fights, but they, they're, they're just really well choreographed and just really well animated. Um, now, the teacher. 
their main teacher goes away on maternity leave, and they get this substitute teacher. And from what we've seen in, like, small snippets is what, to us, he looks like he's a psychopath. He's, he's psychopathic, and it, he kills cats from what we see. And as the show goes on, we kind of, Miko starts following him, trying to, like, tail him, because he's making um, Hana use her good aura a lot more, which causes her to constantly be hungry and kind of is hurting her in a way, and is just draining her. So she's trying to stop the teacher, which I can't remember his name, but it's not said very much. They just call him Senpai. So they just keep, uh, so she keeps trying to follow him, get him in the act so she can call the police and get him arrested. But as we figure out, and this is the best part of the show, I'd say, because the twist I didn't even see coming. Like, it shocked me. He's actually been trying to help find the person who's killing cats. He's trying to protect them and is really well done because up until then they made it seem like it because they have a bunch of demon cats around them. And when we first meet him in the park when they're trying to give away this cat they found... He has all these demon cats, and she goes, oh, no, we shouldn't give it to him. And they give it to an ex-convict who has a bunch of angels on it. Now, he's there's, he, they don't come back to him. He is a good person and takes well good care of the cat. But they, they think he is this psychopathic cat murderer. Well, Miko does. But it's cool because it ends up, it's because he's been um, bringing the dead cats to his best friend who owns a vet and is trying to, trying to revive them or at least try and help them and stop them from dying. So when they die, there's like this pent-up rage in the cats with the spirits, so they look like demon cats around them, which was what led Miko to think that he was the one killing them. He does eventually catch the, uh, the, the killer at the end of the show, and we see how he is slightly psychopathic. He takes a taser, and you don't see it, it cuts, but you hear him being tased, and then it shows cops putting up a missing poster for uh, the killer. So either he just kind of left him in the alley, or he did actually kill the guy. Which is kind of deserved, but in his backstory, the teacher's backstory is is awful, but real. It's like a good awful because like it's really well written. His mom was incredibly abusive and like paranoid and was like locking him in. He couldn't do anything, saying "Don't look at him," which is what led the demon version of her to come back at Miko um, and attack her for looking at him. It's really cool, and Miko eventually uses her last. Um, protection wish i guess with the angels to uh kill the mother demon that surrounds the teacher and which then lets the cats be free because she was keeping it there and it was really draining him of his power it was really cool now we don't think he can see them but it kind of hints to he might be able to see snippets because he can sense the cat's presence when they le- when they're leaving him um but it's it's really like, uh, we don't really know yet. And I'm really hoping for a season two because there's a lot that needs to be explained. Now on to the cons. There are, like I said, there's not many cons, um, and there are a lot of more pros, but the cons, while there's not many, there are, they're pretty big. The main one is, as of the character I've been saying a lot, Hana. I hated the character of Hana. She was just there, in my opinion, for fan service, but they had to fit her into the story somehow. So they gave her the good aura. She obviously didn't couldn't see the ghosts, and it kind of it was annoying because she would just kind of cry the whole time, and she would just complain, and she she wasn't really doing much. She was just kind of there. They're like, oh yeah, she has this aura, but they never did anything with it. They just kind of were like, oh yeah, she she has it. Um, 
Yeah. So I, I didn't really like it. She was really annoying. She just, she ate all the time because of the, her, when her aura would drain, it would make her hungry, which is how she would get it back up. And she was supposed to be like, oh, this nice person that's supposed to balance out the good and evil, but they really didn't do much with that, in my opinion. They just kind of threw her in there and said, yeah, she has, she has good aura. That's about it. Um... And like I was on the same topic, the fan service in the first half of the show is, like, it, it's really not needed. There's no need for the amount of fan service they put in the beginning of that show. Even up and towards the end, there's still a lot of fan service that's just totally unneeded. I'm not a, I'm not a fan of fan service. I think it's disgusting and stupid. So I don't think it was necessary, and I think they just put it in there to put it in there. It's not helping anything. It's not adding to comedy. It's not helping develop a character. It, it, it's just there to be there, and I just did not like it. And that was like I was really co contemplating not finishing the show because of how much there is. The first half is incredibly heavy with its fan service, and I just don't like it. And on the same topic as the first half, it is really slow in, in the beginning. It doesn't get good until you meet the teacher about halfway through the show. I don't remember the exact episode, but up until then, it is really slow, and it's just the same thing over and over again. It's just, Miku sees a ghost, she has to try and ignore it, some fan service, boom, episode over. Until they meet the teacher and actually start getting into the story about halfway through, even then it doesn't pick up until the last, like, four episodes, four or three episodes. It's, it's really slow to get into the story, and only having 12 episodes, it's not terrible, but I feel like they could have done it a lot better. It, I, it's kind of like they were just big exposition. Like, Julia didn't come in until, like, way later, and she was just a minor character. While she was funny, it, it was just really... They didn't do it very well, in my opinion. It, it just felt really slow in the beginning, and they didn't add any story. It was just repeating the same trope over and over again. Oh, she can see ghosts. We get it. And then they finally started adding story towards the end, which, well, it was good, the story was great, it just wasn't, I wish they had just developed it more and it started, maybe not at the very beginning, but like episode 2, 3, instead of waiting until like episode 6 or 7. Um, and going back to characters, the main character, Miko, her family is introduced around episode... Four, I think, or maybe a little later, she has a mother and a brother and a father. The father you see twice. Once with uh, some ghost incident with Pudding. It was really short, at just towards the end of an episode. And then at the end of the show, you see him with this glowing aura around him as if he were an angel. And they never tell us if he died or it was just like how Hana has it with his aura. You, you just don't see him very much. However, you do see the mom and the brother a lot. And by a lot, I mean you see him a lot more than the dad. They aren't really brought-up characters. They're just kind of there in the background. The mother has, like, two lines, and the brother is just kind of there to explain some things and just kind of be, like, the support for her when she's home and not around Hana or Yulia. Um, they aren't really big, and it, I felt like that was kind of annoying to me, because they, the brother was really funny, and the mother and father had, like, no lines, but they felt important when they were first introduced, but never brought up again. The brother also, I feel like they should have done more at home with them, and I think that would have been cooler. 
uh, to see, like, oh, maybe the brother also has psychic abilities, or the mom, or the dad, somebody else ju except for just Miko, and it's, like, maybe, like, a family thing. But they don't do that. Uh, they just kind of use it whenever you do see them. It's mostly for a fan service scene, which is really dumb in my opinion. Like, I, I think they could have done so much with the family or done more at home. But most of the time, the, the, it just takes place, the show just takes place at school or out on the streets of Tokyo or wherever in Japan. They, that's it. Like, I, they, the home scenes are just short and fan service. That's all they are. There's no story or anything in there, and there's, like, the dad's really confusing because we don't know anything about him, and they just threw out this, oh, he might be an angel, or he might have this good aura. You don't know, because we didn't bring it up. We, it's really, like, it's stupid, and they really should have just flushed it out more and maybe done more. I think 24 eps would have been more than enough to expose and bring out all of this cool story that they could have done, but instead filled it with just fan service so it really like it, they missed their chance with to make the story even better and bring in more characters for maybe possibly a season two but they didn't even like preview or anything or hint towards the second season they just kind of showed random clips like literally they at the final app they just oh he's he killed the guy or maybe he killed the guy we don't know oh the dad has aura oh uh the godmother's still a character but we kind of got rid of her after two episodes uh, the end. Like, the, the final episode, while it was good and explained a lot and had a good fight scene, that was really it. It was like, ten minutes, there you go. Now we're just gonna show random clips until we have to roll credits. That don't really make much sense and don't really hint towards anything. So, like I said, there weren't many cons. The pros definitely outweigh the cons, in my opinion. I really like this show, but the cons are still pretty heavy. They're big in uh, short numbers. Now we're going to go on to the rating. I would rate this show an 8 out of 10. I really enjoyed the ghosts and the creepiness to it, and I think the fight scenes and some of the characters are amazing. However, the fan service and the lack of story in the beginning and the slow start really tanked it for me. But the, like I said, the ghost and... Um, just really, the ghosts and the creepiness just really do it, they, they, they really bumped the grade up. They really just made the show, and they, well, they were the main thing, I'm glad they did it well, and didn't just kind of do it poorly. It was really well done, and I think it deserves to be brought up again. So, 8 out of 10 is my final rating for the show, uh, Miryoko-chan is on Funimation, uh, it is 12 episodes, and I hope you will give it a look.